the first day with my brand new call recorder on this computer. Are you on are you on the Skype computer or the Photoshop computer or the Acrobat computer? Which one are you on today? I'm on the giant uh it's like the size of like I don't know, the biggest gray charcoal gray computer you could buy at Mac. <laughs> <laughs> Which brand. piece of software do you have installed on that one? That's what I'm asking. No, well this is, you know, you guys know this the dry. I came in this morning and both my computers wouldn't turn on. And the one that I've used for many years, which is the one covered in stickers, was completely jammed up with a full disk and so I couldn't turn that one on to even get on Skype and the big giant one with the gray metal finally turned on. I figure what this is a big I guess this is a big iP- <laughs> iPad no iPro Mac Pro. iMac Pro Yep sure yep it's the <laughs> yep, big iMac <laughs> a big iMac Pro Is that what's on Josh's table or is that what is that behind you What is that oh, a- that's just a monitor Oh just- Anyway I'm on the big iMac charcoal gray pro and uh, it finally started, but my laptop didn't start. And so I had to download a uh, call recorder, which is how we do it here. And it didn't have call recorder downloaded. And anyway, we're all set to go. So I apologize for the delay, guys. And, you know, I don't know if we had a... There was a few years ago, I might have mentioned this before, where one lightning strike killed two beautiful antique trees, antique ancient trees, I should say, trees that were like 200 years old. So in one lightning strike killed two giant trees in my backyard, broke out the windshield in the back of my uh, my Chevy pickup truck and destroyed the internet and destroyed the phone system here. One lightning strike and on my property about five years ago. Now, last night I didn't spend the night at the house, so I don't know if we had a lightning strike last night, but at midnight, just before I left, everything was working fine. I was on here editing the barbecue video or just doing some tweaks on it. And I came back this morning at six o'clock AM and nothing worked. But I do have it plugged into a surge protector, and the surge protector wasn't tripped because the lights and everything is using the same surge protector. So, and then the computer that wasn't my my computer that's always full of junk, my original one with all the stickers on it, it wasn't plugged into the surge protector, and it turned right on from its battery life. It would have been part of the surge protector, but the the battery, the clunky battery thing, had kicked out of the the power strip. Sounds like so you need a private it, detective. Saved it. <laughs> <laughs> I think you're right. All this right. is a uh, that's my saga a sitcom waiting to happen. But you know what? It's just like we we don't have really. I mean, we have a couple subjects from the fans, but the 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 the, the bottom line here is like there's a subject one day in the way of like how technology. Well, it's a, it's so cliche, you know. Oh, without technology, without my phone, I wouldn't know what to do. We won't have to talk about that. Well. But I mean, it's a it's a tool, right? All these things are tools, but they do also potentially get in the way. Yeah. Well, you right? know, people I mean, say it's, it's just a tool, but the problem is, it's like it's the tool that has seventy five other tools in it that you use on the reg. You know, right. that's the <laughs> yeah. problem. It's like if I lost my hammer, I'd be like, I'll just pick up, I'll hit it with the back of a wrench. But if you lose your iPhone or your main computer, then what do you do? You can't just go pick up a wrench. Well, you have five other computers laying around, so you have a backup. That's what you do. Well, that's why I'm here now. So you're right. <laughs> Because my my brand new laptop that I bought on January is is dead still. And let me see. David suggested that maybe the battery needs to come some take some time. Talk amongst yourselves. I'll try. So and this computer. on your eye charcoal computer, I love the the drone shot of your room. <laughs> oh yeah, the camera's up really high, and we get it. We get a bird's eye view of your entire room. Oh, because I have a roll top yeah. desk, and so my my charcoal eye computer is up on the top of the roll top <laughs> desk. Mm. 
And so the computer, the, the computer's bird's eye is way up in the air. So you see my junky room. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, look at my, my charcoal iPad computer. It doesn't start. Oh, man. Un- unplug the hub and then hold down the power button for a few minutes. For a few I seconds, I should it? say. Yeah. We'll get you. Uh, did you, you have to blink really fast to <laughs> blink, blink really fast. Dave, Dave just put on his, his, uh, his blue Apple shirt. Do I have an appointment with the Apple genius? <laughs> <laughs> I am definitely not a genius when it comes to this stuff. All right, now let go. All right. Come on. <laughs> this, is, this is riveting podcasting yeah, yeah, for people who yeah. are listening. We're going to win all I'll the awards. On, I'm going to work on this in the background, then I'll let you guys know what happens. Please do. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, David, what have you been doing? Uh, I just finished up my outdoor writing desk, and it came out really, really good. I have only put one coat of poly on there, so I st- it's still not technically finished. It needs another two or three. But that was my first welding project here in the shop, and it came out really good. I'm happy with that. Excellent. And I'm not actually sure what we're going to do this week. Uh, we, we don't have a video planned. And, but I have all day to figure it out, and Dan comes over tomorrow. So we might do the getting started in welding video this week. I'm not real sure. We'll see. So what am I doing this week? No idea. But there's time. <laughs> Excellent. That's cool. Uh, I mean, is that stressful for you when you, like, I mean, I know you have a full day before Dan gets there to, to shoot, but without having that idea and without knowing like that you have everything that you're going to need, I, is that at all stressful? A little bit. I like to have at least the project idea in mind over the weekend. So on Monday, I can draw it up, get materials, and prep for it. So a, a little bit, because if I don't have, if I come up with the idea after five o'clock, I can't go get materials. I don't have a, a shop full of wood. So, th- yeah, a little bit. But this is actually, this is the first week in a few weeks where I don't have a video scheduled or video due to a sponsor. And so that takes a little bit of pressure off. If we don't put out a video this week, it's, right. it's not going to hurt anything. And I need more of those weeks. I haven't mm. I haven't had a sponsored video in a while. And, and it's kind of freeing because I could just do whatever I want. And I mean, well, I, I'm putting out the barbecue video today. I actually just published it just before we started, but that video was took the last week to do, and it's and it's my regularly scheduled Lincoln video. I do one per quarter, and uh, so I guess that is a sponsored video. But Lincoln is so in the background; it's almost like I don't have a, a sponsor because he just basically says, "I'll oh, pop a link in there, make something cool." And uh, hmm. but uh, the next couple of videos I have are don't seem to be sponsored, really, that I could remember, but. It, it is freeing in a way where it just, you know, it's like, you know, classic Duresta, <laughs> the lack of a better term, where I could just do what I want and goof off. So it is freeing in a way. And uh, I, I'm going to take this opportunity to just have fun and not try and force something into something to fit something. So can we just have some the best fun? I could do? Yeah. It, the, the sponsor thing is, is twofold. I mean, it's, it's, you, I, it's my main source of income. So if I didn't have any sponsors, I don't think I could do this for a living. Uh, but it also means I do have a boss because I do have a schedule that I have to stick to and, and get videos for review. And once in a while, there's changes and that can be frustrating. But um, but when there's not sponsors, it is free. And it's like, oh, I can do whatever I want this week. This is this is why I do this, you know? Yeah, it, it's kind of weird. There's been, for me, at least a lot of, 
fluctuation over the last few years about how I handle that. You know, for a while I was going for, not going for, I was taking, I needed to take all of the sponsors I could get that I agreed with, you know, so I had them stacked up like pretty much every week for a long time. And the way that I handle it is usually that they don't have anything to do with the content. So that didn't really get in the way, but it's something you have to think about. It's something you have to make sure you say and do all the ad spot stuff that you said you were going to do. You know, there's requirement to it. Mm -hmm. But now, um, especially like with Lowe's, being able to work with a bigger company like that longer term, what I'm getting through them is a, is enabling me to not have to take all the little ones every week. Mm-hmm. And so it's like there is still a requirement, you know, once a month or once a whatever, and I have to focus on that really hard. But then that enables the rest of the month to be free to, to you know, if we miss something or, like, if I want to work on R2-D2 and not something else, like, it's okay and that, you know, I don't feel the pain of not having the sponsor. So there's definitely several options around that. What? Oh, did your computer turn on? You know what? I use the, the plug for my, my iPad Pro. And I just got a battery symbol. <laughs> okay. All right. So the first thing. There. Oh, I'm getting the battery. So maybe this plug is dead. This plug of this wire. Oh. So that's it. Mm. All right. And but you know what? Also- you reminded me something. Go ahead, Dave. I was just going to say the sponsorship also forces me to to make videos. It keeps me from being lazy. It's it's the thing that like makes. I it's it's the reason I make the videos. I mean, there's other reasons too, but I. I think I would put out less videos if I didn't have sponsors. I think I would, I would. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. But I want to say something and like people always say, what's next for us? Even it was even in the tweets this morning. What is the next thing? What's the next, where is this going? And you know, honestly, like I started thinking about that after I came back from NBC and working in California, I, I, I've turned down a couple of sponsorships recently, you know, where I got like three ad placements for this one or two ad placements for that one. Primarily, I really, and I might have said this in California, I don't remember, you guys could shut me down if I did, but I want to go with, I want to go with lifestyle brands that are in my, that are in my vein, that are only willing to do like yearly deals. Like Lincoln has been great for me, obviously. Lincoln, Craig is awesome and Craig's, a, he just, he's open to ideas and it was kind of the influencer program was new for him. He didn't really know how to treat it, but like companies like DeWalt, everybody thinks I have an ongoing thing with DeWalt. I've done maybe five videos with them and that is it. I can't get them to call me back. You know, like now I did my thing with Lowe's that was just six months and that's over. So I don't like this. Like I'm almost in a way going to like turn away from these companies that aren't willing to do 12 months with me. Because if they're not willing to do 12 months with me and just be associated with me for a lifetime, or at least for, you know, an immediate lifetime, I, I, I'd rather go build signs because it's like I've exposed myself to be, uh, you know, a pitch man for a company for one video. They leave me with the tools. I still use the tools. They don't call me back. I still have the tools. I start painting the tools white because I don't want to have this residual. They get the residual and I get nothing. So that's what really irks me. And so that's why I told my agent, and I don't think he liked it. I said, I'm only going to go with the yearly lifestyle branded deals. You know, I'll, I'll do the tool companies if they're willing to do a yearly deal. And that's it. I, if they want to do one or two videos, I'm going to have to say no, even if they're pretty, pretty sizable amounts of money. I'm going to have to, I mean, this is just like a decision I'm making. And I'm really like willing to start digging ditches again to go back to not taking three ads for this internet process company or two ads for that process company. People associate me with these brands ongoing and 
you know, the payday comes and goes and it, you know, it doesn't last much. You get, I'm going to have a second mortgage. I'm going to have, you know, I'm going to have all these things to deal with. I have two rents. And so it, it's just, I just want to basically make it clear that if I am not going to be working for you, you will absolutely have no trace in my life. And that's, and that's, and I'm going to confuse the, I'm going to confuse the viewer too. They're going to be like, oh wait, I thought he worked with that. Why is that brand in there? Because I want to establish a situation where you want to sign into my life? You want to become part of my life? You've got to sign on for a while. You're not just going to sign on for 20 minutes. Dave? I, I think uh, another thing people might not realize is how many spots we turn down. We could all be making Absolutely. a lot more money if we accepted all the mobile game <laughs> spots that we get emails about. But they're not relevant. Vikings War of Tanks. We can all do yeah. those. I've done it once, yeah. and I got such negative feedback. Like, well, I'm not I doing that again. I did it twice, and yeah. I thought I was going to quit YouTube. <laughs> and... Um, there was a credit card once and and there's there's other things and a lot of times they just don't work out. So I do try to yeah. do something I, I try to work with companies that I actually use, like Squarespace. I've been using Squarespace for years, or or the the tool companies like Rockwell that I work with. I try to it's relevant to me, um, and hopefully it's relevant to my audience. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, I think like, you know, um, one of the things that we all people asking about what's next, and one of the things that we all have probably figured out without maybe even thinking through it all the way is that we've had enough experience with the YouTube thing at this point to start to learn what we can turn down, how safe it is to turn down certain things and where we want to go forward. That's true. It's not that we, it's not that we necessarily have to, like, I don't personally have a specific plan of what the next five years is like where I'm going, but I know what I'm not going to do. I have some ideas to diversify and to add some new things where I think that they're beneficial, but I think mm, maybe that's not a real answer because I don't know what the future holds, but I know what it doesn't hold. Mm. You no, know, no, I've been able to. That's to absolutely true. Things it's like it's like uh, you know, it, it's like it's like you know, if you're in the dating lifestyle, you date several different people until you find out what you actually you, you what you know more than anything when you date several people is you know exactly what you don't want. Mm. Still not 100 percent mm-hmm. sure what you want, but you know what you cross off the list as you meet new people and friends, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, it's the same exact thing with advertisers. You start to realize what you know you don't want, what that main one thing is, or two or three people that are going to really you know spice up your life, and you know you, they're going to help you build while you help them build. You don't know until you find it, but you know you know what it's not going to be. So, yeah, I don't yeah. have that five year plan either, but I know that. I'm going to be okay. I have a skill set to move on to the next thing. And I think with the social media stuff and the sharing stuff, there's always going to be something there, a big player. And I, I, I feel like I can position myself in any one of those that I put effort into. If not, you know, I've, I can keep doing the, the website stuff. I can, I can sell plans. I can write more books. You know, I can, uh, I probably have the video editing chops now to edit video for somebody else if I had to. So, there is no five-year plan. I'm all in on this right now, but I am not worried if YouTube just went belly up tomorrow. Yeah, I, I've said this before. I agree with you. I mean, I think that the people in the maker community, the kind of ethos of that type of person is somebody who can adapt to whatever they need to learn to to make the next move. And especially, maybe not especially, but I have the experience in the content creator side of it and I know that all of us that have turned this thing into a job have had to adjust to make that happen. And if we can make that adjustment, we can make another adjustment in the future for 
whatever changes we mm-hmm. can't foresee. So yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I'm not worried about it um, because I think we all um, have had to learn enough different skills to make this happen that we could transfer any of those skills to something else. Yeah, you know, yeah. easily enough. It's like the magazines um, that survived over the past twenty years of the digital age. They survived probably because they've they've understood that print is dying, slowly dying. And so they have other methods of, of income, whether it's advertisements on their, on their website or selling premium subscriptions on their, for their digital content. You know, it's, it's, it's being able to adapt. Yeah. That's a good point. Um, I asked Twitter for some questions for today and there was one that kind of ties into this a little bit, um, from Thomas McGrath. And he was asking about if there are any types of projects that we just won't tackle. And I think that's because we we have now a little bit of hindsight. You know, we can say, like, we've tried all these different things. We know where our strengths lie. And at this point in our careers, this is a pretty good question. Like, is there stuff, and we, we all learn new things all the time, but is there something that we just won't do or something we are not interested enough? We know we don't have the skill set, something we would rather take a piece of a project and hand it to somebody else to get it done. I mean, do you guys have something like that where you've, you know, your experience has now taught you that this is a thing that I just don't want to have to deal with and I'm going to let somebody else do it. I know for me, accounting, this is not what we're talking about, but accounting is one of those things. I do not touch taxes because I learned a long time ago that I can do that. Like I'm smart enough to do it, but I hate it. And I'm not going to do it as well as somebody else. I've had a full-time accountant for the last 25 years. He's been with me. Like we grew up together. He's been my same accountant since 1993. Same guy. Yeah. (laughs) Thank God for him. Because I've been through one, I've been through one audit and he handled, he's a lawyer too. So he handled the whole thing and it didn't cost me a lot of money. But yeah, that's definitely something. Like, what wouldn't I do? I, you know, I'm still a little baffled with electronics, and I have done my my first uh, Arduino project, and now there's Raspberry Pi and some of this other newer technology, <clears throat> and I still want to do it, and I still want to get into it, and it's just uh, it's always so far on the back burner. But when I think, when I look at the last several years, I got into blacksmithing, which is something that was just a, a, you know, a wish and a dream. Three years ago, you could go back to the podcast early on and talk about every year. It's like, what did you want to learn this year, Jimmy? I want to learn 3D printing. And I did that. Or I want to learn laser technology. I remember that was one of the first few things we talked about. I remember like one of the first year we talked about. And and now I'm sitting here and my muse is right next to me and I'll use it all the time, which is just, it's like so, it's so like, I've gone so past like the hurdle of learning it, that it's just common practice and CNC machining. And now, now this weekend I got into the Tomac on Friday night. I did a pretty complicated cut on Tomac, which for me was a big hurdle, even though it's probably simple to most people. And, uh, you know, so I consider that another hurdle that I've gotten past. And, um, the Wazer. I haven't done a video on the Wazer yet, but I'm like able to just drop something in and cut. I've cut a few things on it now behind the scenes and, and I'm getting proficient with that. And it's just amazing what this community has afforded me and all of us. And it's just, it's been such a, it's been such a, a life changing experience. And so for me, I keep thinking that I don't want to get into programming and Raspberry Pi and all that stuff. But I thought the same thing about all those other technologies, which is why I brought them mm. up. So I know it's just a matter of time, but it's the lowest rung right now on my priority list. But it'll happen. It's going to be that one project where I need to, you know, where I'm going to make a walking lobster trap. It's going to be that one project where I got to. <laughs> it's a joke. It's 
the joke. This is where everybody, this is where you have the applause break right there. That was good. That almost went Thank right you. past me. Good. <laughs> I'm saying that because of the email we got. Listen to last week's show if you didn't, if you don't know what he's talking about. That's funny. I mean, on that specifically, the electronics end of it, like, that, you know, like all those other things, it's something you personally are absolutely capable of. You just don't have that spark. You don't have the the idea, the thing that you have to accomplish with it. But man, when you do, let's spend 15 minutes on Skype and I will walk you through all the programming stuff and you'll be awesome. like, oh, this is totally simple. It's No, like I know. said, I did the like blinking light uh, Arduino project maybe in 2015 and I did it. Right. And then my buddy came and he started, he's like, oh, did you get, I'm like, yeah. And he goes, can I borrow it and try it? So he took it. And then I never did it again. But like I said, I've always waited. So, you know, it's like, I kind of, yeah. I, I kind of lost my virginity, at least reading programming going into, and then, you know, plugging in and programming the Arduino with something off the computer. But I was just going by the book, but it, yeah. that's but how, I mean, wait, that's how I do it. I go back to basics. Like if they're yeah. teaching somebody the very first, like I said, it, with uh with fusion i went to their learning program their intermediate beginner program and i did it and that's how i did with the arduino which i'll do again yeah i mean i think definitely going through those beginning things is good but for me personally having a practical like this is the project that i'm trying to accomplish and it's probably outside of the realm of the basics then learning all the pieces i need to do that thing that's how I learn best, even though it's an incomplete knowledge of the, you know, the skill set as a whole, it's what I need to accomplish the project. And then on the next project, there's a different set of stuff I have to learn to accomplish that one. And so like, if I do that enough time, then I have a working knowledge of the thing. Did your computer start? You have success. Yes. It's, it's starting with the line, but you know what it is? Oh, it's the USB-C cable. This cable could cable. be, could be dead because... Yep. And now I, it was giving me the battery thing from the from the the iPad thing, and so I just put the the battery block, which is bigger, assuming it puts out a different voltage, I guess. So I kept the cable and switched the the charger block to the computer charger block, and it's starting up. Thank you. Never mind. Let's Jimmy just sent a text a little bit ago of, of his five computers all at his desk. <laughs> it looks like a space station control center. It's funny because it's on like this ancient roll top desk and he's got three <laughs> brand new computers stacked around it and microphones and cameras and oh my god i can't keep it clean uh, so for me anyway the the thing that i don't want to do uh, is diy projects it is we had hardwood flooring put in our house last winter two winters ago and i'm it's just not something I want to do. I didn't. So I, I paid somebody else to do the drywall and the insulation and build the the attic and the and the shop because it's just not something I want to do. I've done the drywalling before, and it's a long, messy process. And I feel like people gave me a lot of crap when I because I hired somebody to do to build my my shop within the garage, and I felt like. I saved I money. Ten people to build my building. <laughs> yeah, I, you know, I, I'm sorry, am I yelling? <laughs> it, I, yep. <laughs> I feel like I saved money by paying somebody else to do it because I am now, I'm now making, I'm doing the thing that I want to do, and that's contributing to the business. While other people who know what they're doing can do this project way quicker, way faster than than what I can, and if it's not done right, I can hold somebody responsible. So, um, and it's same thing with like, 
landscaping, uh, we, our landscaper just bailed on us last fall and like, oh man, I got to clean up all these leaves and, and trim all these uh, things. And it took an entire day. Like if I would have paid somebody to do that, I could have used that day to actually get work done. So there's, it's things like that. I would rather do, I'd rather be in my shop making crafty things or furniture or whatever and not home improvement stuff. Yeah. And I mean, the people that give you a hard time about not doing that stuff yourself don't really understand the the value you have for your own time. And you, everybody has to do that. You have to decide if the hour you spend on something, you know, if, if you spend an hour and somehow you could bill that hour for, let's just pick a random number, $100, you could bill someone else for $100 for an hour of your time. Now, if you can pay somebody to do your yard for $50 mm-hmm. in an hour, then you are making $50 right. right there. You're profiting. If you don't pay them, you are costing yourself $100. Yeah. Like, think about yeah. that. So, like, anybody that swing. gives you a hard time about not building your shop, because <laughs> that's not an hour, right? That's a significant amount of time, materials, learning that you have to put into it, and then problem, you know, all the time you have to put in for fixing the mistakes you made because you don't really know what you're doing. Oh my There's God. a lot to that. So, I mean, the people that are giving you a hard time about that or just not really thinking through. I, I, I had Kyle and those guys build my building and nobody ever, nobody ever said anything to me, but I think everybody knows that I'm like, I'm like old and spent. So it's like, you know, of course Jimmy's <laughs> not going to do it. He's too old to carry all that stuff. He's got to hire Kyle. He's like a football player to do it. So. And, well, I think it's, it's that. And like, you know, people know or should know where you guys, all of us are focused, like the things that we want to be able to create, like that's where you want to spend your time and you don't want to spend your time doing all the other stuff that just takes away from where your business needs to go. Right. The parts that require you, like your yard doesn't require you, (laughs) right? You required, it requires being cut and that can be done by anybody. Your business requires you. That's pretty important. I look at your, your laundry room and your bathroom videos and and I love how that you, you took that and then you made that into uh, you incorporated that into your business. And I'm sure that is super rewarding. And and you probably got a lot of satisfaction out of doing that. And and I think a lot of people who do what we do enjoy that stuff. I just, I personally don't. Yeah. I mean, and that totally makes sense. I didn't, I, to be honest, I didn't enjoy doing that. <laughs> like, I don't enjoy laying a mile of tile. You know, it's not you that did, I enjoy it. You guys did such a good job, though. All your, all your home renovations, you should be super proud of them. They've done so well. So, Well, thank you. And, and I, I really enjoy them. And I, I feel, I don't, I'm not a prideful person, I don't think, but I feel a lot of pride about those rooms when I walk through them every single day. You know, I'm like, I will constantly look at the shower, look at the floor and be like, wow, like, this was me, not just me. I had help, but this is me, and this is great, you know. In the moment, though, um, I was just looking at it from the perspective of I have the opportunity to have this bathroom done way nicer than I would ever be able to afford to do myself because I have a sponsor and I can use this for work. That's the way I looked at it, right? And I was taking advantage of the fact of the situation that I've been given to get a nice bathroom and to make that happen, I had to put in a bunch of work that I didn't really want to personally do, but I had to. That's just the way that worked out. You know, so it's not like I look forward to home renovation because a lot of people will ask me about like when your house is done, what are you going to do next? Are you going to like flip a house? Are you going to buy something? I'm like, no. Like, why would I go out of my way <laughs> to renovate another house? That doesn't make any sense at all. I don't want I, mean, I can only live in one house at a time and this one is perfectly fine. So 
As far as like uh, stuff I don't want to just don't want to do, I, I don't know that I have a good answer for that. I mean, there are definitely things I enjoy more, um, but I, I can't really roofing. You don't want to do roofing. Well, yeah, you don't. That's do true. I, I don't want to do roofing. <laughs> Neither do I. But I mean, yeah, I guess yeah. That's a good point. I, I don't want to do that. I don't want to do. Okay, septic. Don't want to do that. There's potential for me to have to to put in a septic tank somewhere at a future thing, and I don't want to touch that at all. <laughs> I think there's nothing about that that's interesting. And I know Ben Ueda did like a really creative septic tank system at his um, Joshua Tree house, and that's it's cool what he did and how he came up with it. You know, like the idea that he had for it. I have no interest in doing that. Mm. There's one. Imagine all the creative comments you'd get on it, though. Oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. There's a million poop jokes yeah. flying around yeah. there Yeah, that I don't want to have to deal with. <laughs> but, uh, I mean, other than that, like, I don't – honestly, I'm just kind of interested in trying stuff. And, you know, with experience, we try things, and then we find out that we don't really like them as much. I don't really want to do home renovation stuff forever. I hate drywall. I, I, every time I have to do it, I always think, this is the time where I'm going to hire it out. And then I'm like, well, I just need to get it done. I'll just may as well do it myself. But, you know, so the more experience you have, the more you get to try things and figure out what you do and don't like as much. But as far as things I just won't do, like I really can't think of what that would be. Because it, it depends on the the output, right? It depends on the benefit of that action. Like if you just will take something off the table entirely, and I'm not, this is not towards you. I'm just using it as an In case, imagine I took home renovation off the table entirely. Then when Lowe's or some other company comes to me and says, here's a bunch of money for you to renovate your own home and enjoy the fruits of that and the pay that goes with it, am I going to go, well, I decided I wasn't going to do home renovation, so that's off the table? No. I mean, it depends on the output. It depends on what you're going to get out of any action. Mm-hmm. If the roof needs to be fixed, even though I don't want to do it, if I don't have the money to pay somebody else to do it and I'm capable, well, I'm going to roof the roof. Roof the roof? Yeah. Whatever the action for roofing is. You know what I mean. Um, That's kind of a, it's kind of a hard thing to just like put the stake in the ground and say, this is something I will not tackle. I won't do because the situation really has a lot to do with it for me personally. But Jimmy, do you have something like that? Uh, I think I will never do a roof. I think. (laughs) So if roofs are us calls me, I might have to pass on that. Especially because they won't give me a, a yearly subscription to my life. I don't think they would do it. <laughs> no, but uh, I, I, the re- it's funny I'm bringing this up because I have the blacksmith shop here. And I don't know if you guys saw me ranting a couple of weeks ago. I can't get like a skilled craftsman who's not a drunk alcoholic who actually does what he says he's going to do. That's like impossible in the upstate New York area to get people to actually do the things they're going to do. But I reached out on Instagram and coincidentally, I was working with a fan to, to do something else. And uh, he called me back and he said, he goes, hey, dude, I do that. He goes, that's what we do for a living. So he's going to help me out with the bricks and uh, with the rocks. But in the meantime, I met several other tradesmen because I put the call out and a few friends said, oh, I saw you on Instagram. You could use my friend. You could try this guy. So I'm going to spread the work out a little bit instead of all counting on one bricklaying guy or stonemason. But one guy came. He's also a carpenter. So after we get off today, I'm going to call him to put the roof on my blacksmith shop and also do the sliding walls. Now, the sliding walls is something I thought maybe me and Brett could do. But when I look back, I have more important things to do, like 
you know, scissor lift barbecues and more fun stuff. I can hire this local <laughs> guy who needs the work and more than happy to give him the work. He says, no, this is what I enjoy doing. And I'll let him do the sliding doors and putting a, a new roof on my machine shop, uh, blacksmith shop. So yeah. And, and getting back to the home renovation, I've done all that in my life. That's what I grew up doing. And so like, I feel like I've, I've gotten out of that. Like, I feel like, like I never wanted to do it to begin with. The same thing with you, Bob. Like I do renovations in my house and I only do them because it's my house. When people are like, oh, you did such a beautiful job on your bathroom. Will you do mine? I'm like, absolutely not. Yeah. Absolutely <laughs> not. Oh, but you touching did- Touching my own toilet is nasty enough. I don't <laughs> want to touch anybody else's toilet. Like Taylor and I redid the kitchen and, you know, Taylor and I tiled the wall and Taylor and I resanded the floor and we got sanding machines and we sanded floors all over the house. I would never ever do that for somebody else now if somebody came to me with a sponsored video and it paid well enough for me to do something in my own house i would certainly consider it i would not want to do it but it would i would be like you know what let's build some let's make a doghouse i could do that on my countertop you know i'd do something a little bit a little bit more easy you know something more fun for me i I like the idea i like doing things that are a little bit more whimsical and so when it comes to doing like stuff that any skilled craftsman that spent his lifetime doing that I could just hire out, that for me is a little bit more, I, especially like I, I joke about it, but it's true. I'm 52 years old now and my body aches, my knees are killing me all the time. And, you know, it's just not as easy for me to run up and down a ladder like I used to. Like Brett always is a get out of the way, old man. Like Brett runs <laughs> up the ladder. And I'm always nervous. I'm like, don't fall, don't fall. I sound like an old woman. He's like, I'll be fine. And Brett runs up these long ladders all the time because we're always hanging cables in the, the big shop with the ceilings 15 feet high. And uh, so wherever, stuff like that, I just try and stay away from. I only just want to use my, my body from my elbows down. I like that. I, I, I like, I want to do stuff that's more whimsical. Like to me, that, that like just that, that one sentence right there kind of sums mm-hmm. everything up. It allows yeah. you to be more yeah. creative. Yeah. 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 I mean, you know, it depends on where you're from. Like some people, uh, would who have been in construction? Okay, like look, take Chris Zepp. You know Chris Zepp, sure. everybody, good friend of Jimmy's. Yep. Um, that guy is a ball of energy. Oh my god! And <laughs> has been building houses for fifteen years. And I bet I don't know him that well, but I bet that if he had the opportunity to go in and build a house, or you know, somebody was just like, "Hey, go tear this thing down and build another thing in place of it," he'd be like, "Heck yeah, let's do it right <laughs> now!" And, and that's would just by the way, jump that's in what and he's going to do. He's doing that I exactly. <laughs> but like you know, so for him, that is probably the the fun. Like I've got this tools, I've got the experience. This is going to be easy. It's just hard work. Yeah. You know? Me, I'm like, um, I, I know how much hard work that is. I don't want to get near yeah. it. Yeah. But I mean, so everybody's got that thing that like, you know, I would rather put away the other stuff, like accounting, to be able to do the thing that I want to do. In his case, it would be tearing down and rebuilding a house or whatever. But, you know, for us, it's props or it's art stuff or it's scissor lifts for barbecues, which is a fantastic oh my idea. Goodness. I cannot <laughs> wait to watch that video. That, is, that video is going to go nuts, by the way. Uh, it's, yeah. I just posted it. It's at about 10,000 right now. Oh, I posted it within the hours. I can't wait. I to watch need it. a viral video or two. I need like a little injection of. Uh, this one's going to do it. I got I, I just Thank know you. it. Just looking Thank at the you. thumbnail, I'm like, I you want know, this. you know how uh, Instagram has changed its. I guess Instagram changed its what do you call it? Algorithm. Like about a year or two ago where you used to be able to see everybody's images in sequential order. You'd scroll down, like if they put something yeah. up and you'd see it in sequential order. 
Now you don't do that. And then you don't know who's getting hidden from you. You don't know. You're like, is that guy still alive? And you search and you realize he's had a whole life since the last six months and you just <laughs> not get a chance to see it, even though you still follow them. But so my, I used to get five or four or 5,000 likes on a, on a picture. And then since the algorithm changed, it's like an average of 16, 1,200 you know, likes. And then when Nick and I did a birthday hug and we took that picture in April, Nick Offerman, that picture went nuts. That's like 12,000 likes, which, you know, is no big deal. It doesn't mean anything in general. It doesn't mean anything because you don't get paid extra for it or nothing. There's no, it's no, there's no, there's no ad <laughs> sense on Instagram. It's just like your ego. And uh, so then I put the picture of the barbecue up and the barbecue went crazy, the picture of the barbecue. And so now I finally get the video out, which actually means something, you know, in the world of uh, dollars and cents. So the video uh, hopefully will do as well as the Instagram post, you know, in relative terms. So it was exciting. A lot, a lot of positive feedback. And I'm just waiting for someone to send me a picture of the exact same product done by a company somewhere in the world. I've looked and I can't find it. <laughs> I've looked and looked and looked I and I can't safe. find it. And somebody just said, he goes, oh, this is, this the, uh, is this the Pitmaster X on steroids? And I was like, what are you talking about? And I just Googled Pitmaster X. And the only thing that showed up was somebody making X burgers, which I don't know what that means. Um, so if, if there's another product like this out there, it's just a matter of parallel thinking. But I really did think of it because I was making an Argentine barbecue and I was talking about raising and lowering it with a big antique wheel. And it occurred to me, Oh, my scissor lift lifts up and down and you could stand on top of basically you're standing on the grill. You know, if you think of a scissor lift, it goes up and down and you're trying to raise the grill up and down and you don't have to be up over the scissor lift to make it go up and down. You can happen all from underneath. And so looking at the scissor lift, I realize I only need one set of X's to give me the, the range I need to go from the top of the, the grill to maybe 18 inches up in the air. And that's, that's really right. I got it directly just staring at my scissor lift that I bought last summer. Hmm. So it's funny, these things like inspire you subconsciously and you don't realize when they're going to regurgitate themselves and how and when and where, but that's, that's my subconscious working behind the scenes and me giving the ingredients, this, that, and the other thing. And then suddenly it's like, oh, okay. With a little, yeah. like a little bit of the push for me consciously was, I don't want to do the same old thing. How can I, what is the goal? And that's another thing I always say you go back to, what is the goal? The goal is to move the grill up and down. Okay. How can I think of that more abstractly? And not necessarily just what I've seen 50 times, the same way or variations of the same way. The goal is to make this go up and down. How many ways can that happen? I could have all four screws, like you raise and lower a, a surface planer. You know, there's, there's a million ways of doing it. And then the scissor lift thing came to me. So that's, you know, if there's any advice, just try and look at something abstractly and say, what is the goal? What has to happen? This has to go from there to there. Okay, it's on wheels now, but that's not the only way it can go from there. I could throw it over there. I could launch it over there. I could shoot it over there. <laughs> and you stop and analyze each one of those different methods, and there and you comes in the, the whimsical solution. Hmm. So, I right. like it. Yeah, good lesson there. Thank you. <laughs> uh, let me see if we have any other uh, little questions. There were a lot of questions around, <clears throat> excuse me, a lot of questions around 3D printing and what was the what was the question? The actual you guys remember? I don't. <clears throat> Excuse me. It was something about like I I know recently there's been a big discussion on Twitter at least about 3D printing 3D printing being like not real making and we've talked about this to a fairly heavy degree in the past about like digital fabrication of all sorts 
you know, whether that's true making or not. And I don't know that that's worth rehashing um, unless you guys have anything really good to say about it. Like, I, I, I feel like I've seen the discussion so many times and everybody has an opinion about it, but I don't see any new thoughts. Well, I can, I can give you my personal opinion. And my personal opinion is I kind of thought like that in the beginning. Because like, oh, no, I know how to really make it. I could make it out of sheets of styrene. And, and then that's from a guy who spent his entire life making things with his hands. And I used to make prototypes out of styrene, plastic. I would make a shape and I'd vacuum form over that shape. And then I'd have the body, basically what now amounts to a 3D print of a housing for a toy or a housing for a component. <clears throat> and now I go on Fusion and I create that same object. And then I print it. And I still feel like I'm making it because I thought of it. I got past that. So it's, it's an egotistical hump. If anybody out there is saying that's not making it, it's your ego. It's your fragile ego saying, oh, but I've, I've, I've cut my fingertips with exactos and, and that's not really making it. That's just pushing keys. You know what? There was a time when somebody stood in a saw pit and somebody above it and two men pushed up and down. And when the power saw came out with electric or water mill, you know, there's always these stages. I said it before. There's always stages of like, now, are there two guys in a pit in 1720 going, nope, that water mill isn't, that technology is ridiculous. I'm going to stand under this pit and still handsaw. I'm actually sawing. You're not. You're just managing the sawmill through water power. You know what I'm saying? Did that happen? It probably did. And then electric came along and the guy in the water mill is going, that's not, that's not really how you saw. Yeah, how you saw is you got to use nature. You got to use water to turn the sawmill. That's not really sawing. You're going to just flip a switch. That's too easy. You got to get your hand caught in the machine and get crushed. That that's really that's really making <laughs> making things happen, and and then yeah. then you know then came laser, and then the guy who made the electric saw is like that's not really cutting. All you're doing is pushing the computer keys, and that's where we are now, kind of. But I honestly believe that it is making because you're thinking it through, you're coming up with the idea, you're deciding, you're making decisions where what goes. Okay, you push the button and the computer prints, and then you know what? It jams up. You figure it out. You troubleshoot it. You put the right filament in it. You figure out. You put the right nozzle on it. There is a technology to all of it that is 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 not is not easy. It's a learned yeah. thing. It's a skill. I think I agree with you. And I think one of the things that has at least this discussion, not the question, but the discussion on Twitter that I saw recently was specifically about cosplay. And someone somewhere was, I'm sure a lot of people were complaining about how there's so many files available that like I think the discussion was about just going and grabbing somebody else's file and printing it and then doing a little bit of finishing work and then that's your cosplay thing. Now, the problem I have with that is that that has been happening in the sewing world as far back as you can imagine. Because it's not like every time somebody needs a shirt, they go, well, I've got to figure out how to make a shirt. No, they go, last time I made a shirt, I made a pattern from it so that I could quickly make shirts again. Hey, do you want my pattern so you can make yourself a shirt? And they take somebody else's file, somebody else's pattern file, and then they use that to start producing the material to make their piece of clothing. That's the exact same thing as taking an STL file that somebody else made and starting it to make your prop or your costume or your whatever. Totally. There's no difference there. And and I agree. There's a, some sort of a an ego thing that's involved. Like, well, I started from scratch. Fantastic. That's good for you. And if that's something that's important to you, you should do that. But you should not put down other people for using patterns that, you know, that they need to get started or to help their process further along. What if they don't care about 
making the thing as much as painting the thing. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. There's different, there's different disciplines that are much more rewarding for various people. And that's, that's yeah. what we decide. Yeah. I mean, like I, I saw this and I can't remember her name. I should look it up because actually she was going to be my pick. Um, Adam Savage posted this picture with this girl that he met somewhere and she makes wings. She makes these like costume wings that go like full size, big giant wings that move. And so she has these little mechanisms that she can like hide in her hands or on her body and she can open these wings that are like five and six and eight feet wide and stuff. Really, really cool. And so when I think about that process, like she could care about the mechanics there. She could care about the finishing work. She could care about all of it. She could whatever. But if she makes, I don't know anything about her or what she does or anything, but it dawned on me that like there are so many disciplines in that particular piece of cosplay she came up with the mechanics, the electronics, um, the sewing that goes, the wraps the stuff around, the finishing, and how it integrates into the rest of a piece of costuming. And so, like, just because she's into all of those different pieces doesn't mean that I am necessarily into all of those different things, even though I think it's cool. I may care more about the mechanics, or mm-hmm. I may care more about the finishing and the wrapping and material and all that stuff. And so, for me to have to start over on that entire process to get to the one little piece that I want, that doesn't make any sense, especially if she's willing to share or someone is willing to share the work that they've done to enable somebody else to move on further into the thing that they care about. That means a lot. If you tell a kid that to make a robot, they have to start from scratch and learn assembly language and learn manufacturing and all this stuff to make a robot, they're never going to make that robot. Sorry, I'm starting to get a little passionate about this because <laughs> I didn't think I had a big opinion, but now I'm thinking about my kids and like what's going to get in the way of them making the stuff they want. If you tell a kid they have to learn everything under the sun to make a robot, they're never going to make the robot. But if you can give them tools that somebody else developed and shared to help them further along in that process, they're a lot closer to doing the thing that they want and a lot closer to making something new for the next generation of people who want to make stuff. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Don't. <laughs> Sorry, it got me. The only thing I have to add That's to good. that is, don't let other people talk you out of doing what you want to do. There's so much influence online and Twitter and Reddit and YouTube. If if you want to do something one way, don't let anybody else talk you out of doing that. I mean, in my shop, if I need to make a, a, a pattern, I have three ways of doing so. I could do it on the CNC. I could do it with a router, and I can do it with a coping saw. It depends on my mood that day. I'm going to do the way I want to that particular day. Just do what you want to do and don't be influenced by the masses or what somebody else might think. Yeah, I I think there is a place for somebody with more experience to tell you this one's going to work better or I've seen this or I've had this experience. But that doesn't mean you have to listen to them, right? And that doesn't mean that they're right or they're wrong. People with more experience will give you information but yeah, you're totally right, David. Don't let somebody talk you out of trying something. Even if it doesn't work, like what's the worst that could happen there? I mean, give it a shot. And in the, in that situation, those three things that you just mentioned, you're going to end up with the exact same output. Mm-hmm. Exact, mm-hmm. right? What's your goal? So, so how can any of those be wrong? Yeah. Like, and what's going to, yeah, is your goal to do it faster? Use the laser. Is your goal to use your hands and spend time being quiet and by yourself in the shop? Use a hand tool to make it take longer, to enjoy it more. I don't know. It doesn't matter. Like, none of those things are wrong. Yeah, I'm with you. Sorry, didn't mean to get worked up. That's fine. But <laughs> when I think, it's funny, I can think in this really, like, abstract, 
hey, cosplayers, don't, you know, 3D printing, to this, that. When I start thinking about how it applies to my kids and them getting to the thing that they care about, that's when it, like, it takes on a different life for me. Bob's standing on Mainly the desk, the, by the way. He's standing on his desk. That's there. right. That's right. I better get out of this chair before I fall. Um, I mean, because one of my sons specifically loves robotic stuff, and he doesn't have the base for knowledge yet to understand anything about it, and he doesn't he just wants to have a robot or wants to do robotics, but he doesn't know what that means. So he doesn't know. Uh, we've dabbled in 3D, uh, 3D modeling. It's frustrating for him, and he doesn't want to put the time in yet. We've talked about programming in like the kind of scratch and the really simple block programming and stuff, and he kind of will do it, but he doesn't really. So he, he doesn't, he, he has the end goal in mind. And he's not old enough and mature enough to, yet to understand that he's going to have to learn some other pieces to be able to get to that. And, but he's got time, right? But I don't want anything to get in the way of him being able to gather those skills so that in a year, two years, five years, ten years, whatever, he goes, now I'm capable. Now I have the, the stuff I need to be able to get the thing that I want. I don't want him to get down there and be like, well, you know, I did never learn basic. I didn't ever, like write my code into a punch card like my grandfather did in Fortran. I never did that base learning. Like, that stuff doesn't matter anymore. You know, we don't have to. And actually, the programming, that's a really good example right there of that same mentality in programming. My dad, when he was in college, wrote programs on punch cards in a language called Fortran. And you would have to schedule time on the computer, and you would go in and you would feed these cards into the computer one That's real time. programming. If, that's real that programming. Is, that is real, true programming. <laughs> but, I mean, that did the thing, right? But then the next generation was like, well, we don't have to write it on cards. We can actually use a keyboard and type it into the computer. It's still, you know, 50 pages of code to write a single thing, but it's it's better. And all the people that were doing punch cards will like, well, what's going to happen if you, you know... If you don't have the experience of tripping and dropping all of your cards and messing your program up and getting them out of order. And then the next generation is like, well, we have a compiler to make the code run faster and make it do the thing faster. And then the next generation is like, well, we don't need a compiler. We can use a web browser. Programming evolves in the same way that tool use and digital use and all that stuff does. It doesn't make any of those things less like you're learning from the previous generation, you're building on the work that's been done by somebody before you who is building on the work that was done before them. And so anybody that has a problem with that, back off. That was, I've never <laughs> heard it said cool. better. <laughs> I just remembered when you're talking about programming and uh, I remember being in elementary school and drawing in basic, I think it was called GW basic, where you did line by line, like Line 10, plot, and then XY coordinates, and then the color. Line 20, then, and, and I would draw these yeah. images out on graph paper and then type them all into the computer. And then you'd have to hit run to see what your image looked like. And then yeah. we did not, and uh, we had an, an Atari computer. And at first, we did not have a way to save it. So when I was done, it was completely gone. And if I <laughs> wanted to draw that thing again, I would have to redo it again. And then eventually, we had a, a, a cassette. It would save it on an actual cassette. And then we moved up to the, the five and a quarter floppy drive. Ah, oh, good old memories. Yeah. 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 That was a frustrating time to draw things on screen. I remember <laughs> <Yeah>. the same <laughs> stuff. <laughs> Cool. Well, I didn't think we had anything to say about this, but apparently we did. Do you guys have anything else on on this topic? 
I, I can't top that. We should end that topic. Handmade, with what you said. handmade or mind made? I think that's the big question. Handmade or mind made? I think they work hand in hand. No joke. Yeah. No pun intended. Hand in hand, in mind in hand. All right, cool. Well, um, while you guys figure out what you want to tell people about, I'm going to thank our Patreon supporters because they're awesome. Um, especially our top supporters, Corey Ward, works by Solo, Chad from Mancrafting, Maker and Training, Fun Kiss Artistic Creations, Blondie Hacks, Caleb Harris, Modern DIY, and Make, Build, Modify. Um, big thanks to them and everybody else that supports us on Patreon at any level. Uh, we, we're really grateful because we don't do sponsorships on this show. That should be obvious that we've never needed to. Uh, the Patreon support is what pays for our time to be here, gives us the opportunity to get together and hang out and talk about this stuff, and pays for the cost. There is some cost that goes to this with you know website hosting, and we pay Brandon to edit the show and stuff like that, and that all comes from Patreon. Thank you to them. Um, and if you want to help out the show, go to patreon.com slash making it. And... If you don't have money or you don't want to help the show in that way, sharing the show actually is a pretty big deal. Like when I look back at um, somebody was asking me a couple of days ago about like how many listens we get. And I was looking at the the graph of how many listens the episodes get. And it's been pretty steady, which is good. I mean, I'm not complaining about this. It's been pretty steady for a while. But a way that would help get that even to grow more than just persist would be for you guys to share the show with people that you think it would be worthwhile for. And I don't think that's just woodworkers or metalworkers or 3D printing people. I think it's anybody, I hope it's anybody in a creative endeavor. And I hope that we would have, between the three of us, somebody would have some knowledge that would be helpful to other people in any creative place. If you have somebody that you think the show would be useful to, they'd enjoy it, or you know, they could laugh at one of us or all of us, share the show with them. That would be awesome. Appreciate thank that. You, thank you. Thank you. All right. Beautiful. Jimmy, what do you have? You know who I've been watching lately? And I don't know if anybody knows of this guy, but he's got about 150,000 subscribers. The Craftsman, Steady Crafton. Have you guys watched him? Mm-hmm. I've heard he's, about him. He's been my pitch a couple times, I think, on the show. Oh, yes? I'm not putting you down. But I, no. I put out a tweet yesterday saying, I don't know who my pick should be. And then a couple of people were like, the steady craftsman. And uh, Oh, really? I was like, oh, yeah, I've picked him before. He's, he's awesome. I'll, go ahead. Sorry. Yeah. No, no, no. I like I like his voice. He's got a really cool voice. He sounds like a, like, a, like a cool dude from the 60s. And he never shows his face. He has this puppet that represents him as a character. And, and he really is knowledgeable. He really knows his stuff. And he, he gives very explicit details on casting and making things in, in a very simple, easy to listen to way. So check him out. It reminds me when I was a kid of the electric company. Anybody know the oh, electric company? Yeah, yeah. Oh, definitely. It, it, something about him. I think it's just because he kind of has the '70s vibe. It reminds me of the, the 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 electric company, which was a show on PBS when we were kids, and several bigger stars were on there. Rita Moreno was on there, and uh, uh, who's the guy who played God? I can't remember his name. Morgan Joe, Freeman. Morgan Freeman. Morgan Freeman was on there as like a young man. He was like in his early twenties. This, you know, so this is a long time ago. The electric company. You could Google it. On YouTube, there. I, I did. I did you decide can to Google it on YouTube. You can. 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 You can
a listener of the show, David Mass, uh, suggested this channel to me a few weeks ago, and it is called JSK Kubo. I'm not sure if I'm saying that right. I'm pretty sure I'm saying it wrong, but go check this out. Just check out the videos that are on the front page of his of his YouTube um, channel because these tools Whoa. he makes handmade. Like I talked a couple weeks ago about I don't like making my own tools. I prefer to make other things. But when I see these thumbnails, I'm like, I want to make these tools because he makes it look so sexy and cool. There's this amazing two-in-one circular saw guide where he just, he takes a circular saw and makes it into like this uh, radio arm saw track thing. And it just looks so cool. Like, I want to buy that. I don't know. Really, really good videos. Super excellent thumbnails. Like it just makes you want to click on them. So check that out. Awesome. Um, so I have a good one, but before that, I also wanted to say thank you to the people that have reached out since last episode, because I've gotten a few messages. I talked about wanting a, um, a forge and a kiln and a anvil. I had somebody reach out about an anvil that they have, that they were given that they want to give away. And so we're talking about maybe just shipping to be able to get that, to get a small anvil, which is really cool. Somebody else reached out about a kiln that they have that they want to get rid of. And they're not too far from me. So, um, that's awesome. And then also I got several messages from people about the spacesuit idea. Remember I talked about the spacesuit last week and a lot of people mentioned, um, that, my pick today was actually doing a space suit, space suit competition or challenge thing. And I had completely forgotten about this. So my pick is Carolyn Hines. Hines. I'm not sure how to say her last name. Sorry, Carolyn. I met her at um, Maker Central. And it was funny because I was hanging out with Jocko and he was like, have you seen this sloth costume? And so he shows me this video of this sloth costume that there's a person inside of. And it's unbelievable. And then we got to Maker Central and then he had showed me like a picture of Carolyn and I was like, oh, wait, you're, you're, you're the sloth and the bear person that does the costume. Anyway, I got to meet her and I was really excited. She makes costumes and not like, I don't even know how to explain them. They're like unbelievably realistic costumes that a person can get inside of. Hmm. And so she has made a like sloth a trap? and a grizzly. <laughs> no, not at all like a lobster trap. Like she's made a, a two-toed sloth in a grizzly bear costume. And I haven't really figured out how she does it yet. I mean, I've seen some of the moving tests where she is moving, but I haven't gone back to watch to see if she's shown any of the making of these things yet. Anyway, it's amazing work. You should definitely check out um, the stuff that she does. But also she's doing a spacesuit challenge where she's trying to get people to build spacesuits because she made a spacesuit to go on top of the sloth costume, I think it is. And so it's, yeah, it's pretty awesome. Um, anyway, go check out Carolyn's stuff. Uh, it's impressive and inspiring. Cool. You guys got anything else? My computer works. <laughs> oh, that's good. <laughs> that was a good show. Like being... I, I love, I love good seeing <laughs> the, the passion come out of you. Yeah. <laughs> well, thanks. Um, we don't, I don't know if we have anything for the after show, but we're going to go do that now. And if you're a Patreon supporter, you get more the after show. So thanks for listening, everybody. And we'll see you next time. Thank you. Thank you. I love you. I love working with my mind. Hmm.